We're going to talk a little Kentucky Derby this week on the Access Louisville podcast, including some upgrades at Churchill Downs. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. Laurel Deppin. Hi there. And Ellie Tolbert. Hi. You didn't know what name I was going to say. <laughs> you never okay, know. Who you like Let me explain this joke, and then I'll finish the intro. Ellie's name in writing is Eleanor, but everyone calls her Ellie. So on this show, I often call her Eleanor, and she it throws her off every time. So I called her <laughs> Ellie that time, and that just blew just blew the whole thing. So anyway, if you ever hear us giggling when I say Eleanor, that's why. So uh, anyway, continuing on with the show. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. We're going to talk about Derby this week. Ellie, you just finished this uh, big Kentucky Derby package. Um, several several stories on Kentucky Derby this week because it's coming up next week. But uh, tell us, I think the, the most exciting thing I saw, uh, you know, new at the track this year is this home stretch club. So tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so it so is the first phase of Churchill Downs is a big renovation project that's going to be spanning the next like three years. It was a $45 million project. Um, and it basically took a bleacher section that was over a hundred years old. I think that part of the track had been around for over a hundred years, but they've transformed it into this like premium seating area. So there's 23 private lounge areas that have um, like cushioned seats and they're in the shape of a horseshoe right there along the track. And it was described to me as um, VIP bottle service meets floor seats at the NBA. So <laughs> like <laughs> very that. premium seating. Um, and then behind that is some stadium style seats. And I think there's 2,600 seats there. Um, and then above that is a like turf terrace with 73 tables. Um, so there's three different types of seating there. And then they also have a new, like hospitality section. And so it has some restaurant options and some bar options, including Kentucky's longest bar. They set the record with Kentucky's longest bar and it's 95 feet. So, and where's that at? Is that up above that in the uh, turf club? It's So it's right behind the stadium style seats. So then below the turf terrace section. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, the new seats, the, uh, the home stretch club, it kind of looks like a nice booth that you would get at like a fancy restaurant, but it's right beside the track. It's pretty wild. I know. I'm like, why did it take so long to figure this out? I mean, it's like we had to sit on those bleachers. For <laughs> <a hundred years. laughs> those look so cool. I wish I could afford them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they, they apparently know, sold out really fast too. I wonder how much oh, those are. I mean, I don't know what Derby weather's looking like next week. I hadn't checked the forecast, and plus, they never know more than like three days out anyway. But um, you know, I wonder how hot it's going to be like sitting in the sun. Like, I wish there could be umbrellas on them, but I'm sure that would block a lot of views to put umbrellas up there. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely uh, prone to the weather there for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so I was going to ask you about the stadium style seats. Uh, how many, uh, how many uh, are in that section with the stadium style seats? Uh, yeah, I think it's 2,600. Yep. Which is, I think, more than they previously had. So they've added more seats to accommodate for more fans. And those replace the bleachers as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there, this is just one, I think, was it $45 million on this project? Um, but it's just one of the projects going on at Churchill Downs. Later in the week, right as the company, uh, you know, the parent company reported its earnings, it also um, l- let out some details on the renovated paddock area. It's going to really open things up. I know when you go to Churchill Downs, the paddock is kind of like, kind of breaks up the uh, the flow around the track, I guess. So they're going to renovate that. That's going to be a 185 to $200 million project. And that's coming in in, uh, in a few years. It's going to be Kentucky Derby 150, which I think they said is in 2024. Uh, if I'm, I'm going off memory here. Um, also, counting is hard. Uh, so... <laughs> So, yeah, that's coming up pretty soon as well. So a lot of different renovations uh, going on there at the track, which I'm happy to see. I've always thought that Churchill Downs looked a little junky. Like when you walk up to it, it doesn't look like like uh, if you're on if you're walking into like a new stadium or a new sports venue, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look state of the art. It You know, it looks kind of old and. You know, Isn't that part of the appeal, though? It's in a neighborhood. You know, it's it's Fenway of horse racing. Come on. I don't know. I've been to Fenway. Fenway is really cool. And it, there's not a lot of junker like, you know, like construction fences and, uh, you know, weird parking bridges and stuff around <laughs> Fenway. Like that's like very cool. Uh, so sure, I think sure. I think it needed this update. I think it's really going to be cool because when you walk in. Uh, you're going to be able to see the twin spires from the main gate when you walk in. Right now, those are blocked by the uh, um, uh, paddocks. I, I think they, they've got real good intentions. I'm not trying to run down Churchill Downs. I, I just think, um, you know, uh, aesthetics weren't as valued back then as they are now, and especially among, you know, the types of people that go to Kentucky Derby. They want that classy experience, so they're making the right moves um let's see here uh ellie and laurel you guys this is your first year with us covering the kentucky derby uh what are you excited about any anything's coming to mind that uh that that you you want to go i'll go to you first here laurel since uh, ellie's been talking (laughs) well i um i was born and raised in louisville so like all other louisville natives i've never been to the derby I'm um, I'm just excited to go. You know, it's um, obviously everybody who's not from Louisville thinks of the Derby when they first think of Louisville. Um, I also want to see if Hunter S. Thompson was right and the Derby is decadent and depraved. Uh, But no, I'm just excited for it in a general way. Yeah. How about you, Ellie? I feel there's like I like Laurel. I've never been, so I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Like. The clothes and the um, just to see all the people. I know that it's, you know, everyone's saying it's going to be so packed this year, which I feel like is probably a good first year to go. Yeah. Um, 
because it'll be crazy. But I don't know. I'm excited. It's so funny. I never went um, until I started working here, and, and like I've only gone as like a, a, a you know working media. I've never just gone for fun. Uh, I tried one year before I started working here, and I just couldn't like get tickets that really I didn't want to drop that much on tickets so I was like ah screw that you know and uh <laughs> now the infield for cheap man come on yeah you can you can but I didn't want to do that uh I'm so like I don't know picky <laughs> I guess um but uh, uh yeah I'm really I'm excited to be back to it like we I've gone pro I started working at business first in 2012 so i'll probably that's like 10 years and then we were off two years so i've probably gone like six times and um and it's you know i think being in the media center you have access you can it's like you're out of the crowd so you have a place to sit you have a place to work it's and then you can go back out there into the fray as much as you want um i think like my favorite thing about covering it is just all the people you see like you you know you see a lot of celebrities and a lot and like all the like louisville famous people are there uh all the movers and shakers the power 50 uh mm-hmm. are all there so um so I'm, it's cool i'm also excited to drink a mint julep like in a real like in, in where you're supposed to drink a mint julep because <laughs> i've had them like mint julep yeah, I've had one like at my house. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, all right, this has been one of my gripes with Churchill Downs. They sell these pre-made mint, mint juleps, and I know they do that because they have to sell ten million mint juleps or whatever. But I'm like, come on, this is this is the Super Bowl of horse racing. Like, I want somebody to make that mint julep like fresh. This uh, is your but, thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's lower your expectations on a mint julep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet if you go to the nicer areas, like the mansion or something, there's somebody freshly making your menu. Crushing it. Um, what's uh, I want to switch gears. We'll talk a little bit about the Kentucky Derby Festival, which is ongoing right now, and it's really come back in full force with Thunder and uh, some of the other events that are going on. So, is there a favorite Kentucky Derby Festival events? Uh, for you guys, since you're you're both from Louisville, I mean, is there anything that you've uh, that you've always enjoyed over this over the years? Ellie, I'll go to you on that one. Since I picked on Laurel last time. Okay. Um, I don't know. I always used to love Thunder, which we went. Actually, Laurel and I both went together this year. We got to watch it from the Omni, which was cool. But um, oh, in nice. the past, I would always go to. Uh, southern indiana to watch thunder which that is like the way to do it in my opinion because you get the louisville skyline in the background and um all that but uh but yeah i think thunder is probably my favorite i've I've always gone to the pegasus parade and stuff too but i think thunder is probably my favorite yeah i mean growing up uh, my family wasn't a thunder family so when Ellie and I went and watched it from the Omni, that was the first time I had actually gone somewhere to watch it. Oh, man. Uh, we were, however, a parade family. So we always went to the parade and that was always a big deal. Um, so I have a lot of good uh, family memories from that. But I think now this year it's going to be on a Sunday and it's usually on a mm. Thursday. So I don't know how I feel about that. About I don't know mm. if I like that change. Yeah, no. I mean, like Thursdays, you got to have something to look forward to. There's a lot of thing to do on Sundays anyway. <laughs> How about you, Jace? <laughs> um, being from the area, I always enjoyed as a kid the balloon, the hot air balloon race. 
seeing all those hot air balloons. But we were talking about this in the office the other day. It's so dependent on the weather. It's like mm-hmm. there's 20 mile an hour winds or something. Like it's canceled, so you're kind of let down. But uh, I always, yeah, I like the cheesy stuff too. Like the I, I'm parade. I love the parade and the uh, the air show more than thunder for me. I always love I love like watching the planes and the fighter jets. I always kind of yeah. I'm more impressed. First of adrenaline. I think I like the chow wagon best. I mean, I know it's just a bunch of deep fried fair food, but uh, yeah, it's cool. You know, it's like I I don't know. I I like it. There's there's usually concerts going on during Derby Week. I saw the drive by truckers there one time a few years ago, and uh, you know, got to got to go eat some fried you know calories whatever it was and uh <laughs> and then uh, uh got to watch them so they usually had a decent lineup i can't remember who's on the lineup this year but i don't think I anything really jumped out at me you only have so many instances to eat deep fried fair food so you have to take advantage of them every <laughs> exactly. time they come up <laughs> and it's cool that the chow wagon is downtown you know instead of like at the fairground or something so you can you feel a little more inclusive down there and do other things yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's switch gears. Talk about something more depressing, and that is that the <laughs> Village Eight movie theater is closing. Yeah, so the property that Village Eight is on is actually owned by Norton Healthcare, um, and they bought it in 2016. So ever since then, Village Eight has been a tenant of Norton, and <laughs> their lease was always on a year year to year basis. So that must mean that Norton's got something. Uh, on the back burner yeah. there, that they were just like, okay, now's the time to close village eight. But yeah, yeah definitely a, one of the saddest stories I've reported on here. <laughs> <laughs> we know Norton didn't buy that property to run a movie theater, obviously <laughs> <laughs> operator of five <laughs> hospitals in town, you know, they're doing a healthcare thing there, but uh, five hospitals and a movie theater. <laughs> and a movie theater. <laughs> it's called expanding the portfolio. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like a bad rom-com. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, you know, they feed people that bad popcorn, and and then they treat their heart disease. <laughs> yeah, but you still have time to go to the theater, I guess. Um, when do they close? They're gonna close on July fifth, which is a two dollar Tuesday. So oh, you partake in the most favorite Village Eight tradition, which is the two dollar yes. Tuesday. Two dollar Tuesday, Village Eight. I love it. I guess they don't know what their last movie showing is gonna be. Uh, but uh, we will see come July. Um, I can't remember. They they switched off of first run movies, right? They they were showing like last chance movies. They used yeah they used to show last chance movies, but then in I believe it was September, and you guys might have to fact check me on that. Um, they switched to first run movies. So I guess well I don't know what the the new hot movie is right now but i mean i guess you could see the batman there or something yeah well that's a new movie but it is not hot let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um let me see here so yeah i mean uh, movie theaters come and go obviously the technology changes but uh any uh, any favorite local movie theaters out there either either here or that are still existing or or that past movie theaters that you may have remembered i'll start us off I hate to say it, but uh, what's the one out in Blankenbaker? I think it's called Great Escape, um, but it's spelled with an X. Man, they they have like the greatest reclining seats there. I like. I'm a nice. sucker for for like some nice technology and comfy seats and and that sort of thing. Uh, Jason, any what's your favorite movie theater? Man, 
I, I was trying to remember last time I saw a movie, honestly, but I do have fond memories of the old showcase cinemas here in Louisville back oh, in the day. Yeah, on Bardstown Road. Yeah, remember seeing Young Guns there with my buddies in high school, and it was just oh, a jam-packed oh, theater, and it was amped up, and people were cheering. So like, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Man, Young Guns was like, it was like all over when, when in back in the nineties, I guess. I guess nineties and eighties. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was a movie to see. <laughs> Ellie, you have a special tie to Village Eight, right? <laughs> yeah, because I worked there. That was my first job, so I worked there for like uh, probably four years, starting when I was sixteen and then into college. Um, and so then it makes me feel like I should say Village Eight is my favorite movie theater. <laughs> but I'm like, what? You went to other theaters? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. um, because I mean, don't get me wrong. Love, I love everything about Village Eight. But if I actually am gonna go watch a movie, those seats like give me scoliosis or something because <laughs> they're not the most comfortable. Um, so I mine would probably be Baxter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just because it's same company and they have the nice reclining seats <laughs> yeah they just did a renovated alcohol right mm-hmm. and, and they, yeah they do they have a bar <laughs> <laughs> did village eight have a bar i hadn't been to village eight no they just have like vitamin water <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> old 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 hip drinks yeah <laughs> yeah hip drinks from 2012 <laughs> i was gonna say 2008 <laughs> <laughs> Pre-Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel, were you also a Village 8 fan? I was, yeah. Well, I mean, I um, I had a big movie buff phase in high school where I was like, I'm going to be a film critic when I grow up. <laughs> so I went to, to all of them pretty much equally. Um, these days, because of location and because I like supporting local, I go to Baxter the most. Yeah. Baxter's a good one. Um and I remember Showcase, too. It was never that nice, Jason. It was just, I went there a lot, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was the biggest. Hey, that's where you just went. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oddly enough, I'd, I'd never gone to Village 8. I don't know why. Like um, I, I hadn't either. I, it's funny because uh, Michael Jones, who's on the show a lot, is another reporter here. He said everyone has a Village 8 memory, but no one goes there. <laughs> yeah. Which, now that I think of it, you might not want me repeating on this show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see if he says anything. Um, and then another funny thing that came up was uh, on Facebook, a lot of people were like, do they rerun this show, this story every couple of years about Village 8 closing? Because it seems like Village 8 was going to close like <laughs> 12 years ago. And it's like, yeah, because I do remember writing about Village 8 possibly, like Kentucky won bottom first, like another healthcare system had purchased Village 8 and they were gonna build something there. Cause that's a real hot healthcare area cause Baptist, Hosp- Baptist Health Louisville's there. And uh, Kentucky One has that big medical center there. So uh, that's why, and Norton's got the women's and children's hospital. So that's why that area is like always, you know, targeted for medical. And then I guess it looks like Norton has has won the standoff and will will redevelop the village. Aid. Yeah, um, health is there too. So all the major yeah. hospital systems are there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, U of L helped too. Um, so like that's you know. I would say that that's the second medical district outside of downtown is right there. So. Anyway, moving on to happier topics. Uh, we can't go to Village 8 anymore after July, but we can go to a new rooftop bar, Jason. Uh, where's that going? 
It is going in guacamole. Guacamole? Guacamole? It's guacamole. Is it guacamole? but guacamole. Yeah. It's the hot spot there in Nulu on Market Street. The place is always busy. We tried to go there on a whim last Thursday, and it was like almost a two-hour wait. We're like, what? Wow. But, uh, right, so you're going to have to wait to get to this room. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would, well, yeah, I would, I would encourage um, uh, reservations to go to the actual restaurant. But yeah, they're opening up the, the rooftop bar on uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. They're having a, a big party with some, uh, a DJ and a tent and some drink specials. Yeah. And th- I think you said it. It's in New Lou, right? Yeah, on New Lou, right there on Margaret Street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So why are rooftop bars so damn cool? I think is it's it just, just is it just the breeze is it yes yeah, the breeze is the, the city and it's the scene you can check things out see you know see things like eight up here downtown you can see all downtown I just feel, like I'm just some feel kind of exclusive of feel cool I mean cosmopolitan yes you know you're not enclosed in a dark bar you're outside I don't know yeah I agree I don't think you can I'm into open air bars what were you gonna say, Ellie? Uh, saying just, just being high. Like I feel like there's something everyone's just like, just wants to be like high up. I don't think I've actually. Now I think about it though, I've never been to Ada, and I don't. What other rooftop? I feel like Louisville. We talked oh, about that's this. Pretty much it. Louisville no, packing in rooftop bars. Yeah. Well, we I don't got. Think I've been to the one. The Brown had one for a hot minute, but they got rid of it. I, or yeah, or it I was just was, a special occasion. Yeah, I don't think that was like you could just go up and have a drink, but. Um, well, Ellie, that new hotel in Nulu is going to have one too, right? The the one oh, you yeah. the Genevieve, and then I think the one further down the Dream Hotel might have some kind of rooftop bar too. So they're definitely in the works here. But you go to any other city, you know, there's already several that you can go to. So we're we're a little slow in the trend here in Louisville. So I'm glad it's mm-hmm. catching up. Yeah, uh, I think the Omni they have the rooftop pool. Oh yeah. So they, there's probably a bar there if you're uh, staying at the Omni. <laughs> Well, it's not all the way up. It's like three stories up, but it's still a roof. <laughs> uh, and distill. Uh, did you say distill? Didn't that one have a rooftop? They, 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 for a short while, yeah. Then the pandemic hit and I, they closed it. So we but have economics there, though, right? But that was a different. That's actually for the hotel space, part of the hotel, I think. Oh, okay. The other one, the the actual rooftop bar was fronting Market Street, or I'm sorry, Main Street. And uh, it, it was short lived, but it was really cool. Went in there a couple times. I forgot the name of that. Um, I did too. Anyway, they, they, it was cool. those opened right before the pandemic hit. Yeah, it was very unfortunate. Yeah, just bad. Uh, time. Yeah, but it looks like they're doing better. I was walking around Main Street yesterday, and mm-hmm. it seemed like there was a lot of guests checking in. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, before we go, we want to say goodbye to Jason. Jason, this is your last <sighs> show ever. No, sad. Uh, Jason, you're moving on to a new job. Uh, you've uh, what? Tell us where yeah. you're heading. I am heading to South Carolina and uh, staying in journalism, thankfully, business journalism even. So we're going to work for a business journalism company out there, going to be the executive editor of their South Carolina property. So chance for me to run the show, kind of take a step up here career-wise. See, see, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm from here. Uh, certainly going to miss Louisville, going to miss my LBF family. was here almost three years, pretty short-lived, but made a, a lot of long-term friendships, I think, here. Um gonna be sad gonna be sad gonna yeah. be hard but yeah, looking forward to a new adventure you. yeah you're like my you're the the 
like I need a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Jason, Jason, yeah, hop on podcast. here. Yeah. And you always are like, I mean, I think you may have said, no, nah, I can't like once or twice in the whole two years you've been here. Yeah, man. I've always enjoyed and, uh, hopping on here. Yeah, yeah so you, you you always lent a hand on the podcast and uh, really appreciate that. You always had some good color commentary or a good joke to make. So uh, You better believe I'm going to steal this idea for my new gig. I don't think they have a podcast. Access South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, um, well, thanks for always inviting me on here. I've always enjoyed my time here. I try yeah. to do my best. <laughs> we'll miss you here, but uh, it sounds like a cool opportunity. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, being in South Carolina, that's a fast growing state. Um, I, I think I talk a lot about Louisville's depressing problems here on this show a lot. I don't think South Carolina has those problems. <laughs> Everyone has their problems, right? They have things that you don't come. But, man, that is a fast growing state. Uh, you know, just a real exciting place to go. So, yeah, we're excited. Uh, we've lived in this area most of our lives. So, this is it was kind of a, a decision we, we arrived to as a family that it was time to try something new. The timing works out with our kids and everything. So, yeah, I'll always miss home, but I'm excited for something new for sure. All right. All right. Well, with that, Jason, why don't you tell people where they can find you on social media? Yeah, the the social's going to stay for now anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Scoop Thomas and Instagram at Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. Yeah, I guess you, that's your own Twitter handle. I yeah, forgot. man, I hope to keep that. That's 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 pretty popular one. It, like I've, I've been saying it since you joined. I said that's the coolest, you know, <laughs> journalist Twitter handle there is. So. I think I'll hold on. All right. Uh, Laurel, where can people find you online? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and I'm on Twitter at BF Lou Laurel. All right. And Ellie, where can people find you? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, and then I'm on Twitter under BF Lou Eleanor. There it is again with Eleanor. Uh, she didn't right. mess up. I know I didn't laugh that time. <laughs> I, know, I you tried so hard. And then I screwed it up by talking. About it. Right. You can find me on social media under my name David A Man on LinkedIn and also on Twitter under the name D Man three thousand one. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Ellie, and Jason. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you all. See you.